Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I am your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined me for episode 31. In today's Hot Topics podcast, we are going to be discussing how to progress as a weightlifter and an athlete, the way we burn calories, basometabolic rate, and does lifting weights make women bulky. We will also be discussing the type of fats you should be eating and do crash diets work. You can find the show notes and the transcripts at thelowcarbleader.com. I hope you enjoy the show. So the the average viewer or the average listener, they've been eating kind of a high-carb diet, just a standard American mm-hmm. diet. Mm-hmm. They've been going to the treadmill three times a week. They've been, and they're not really progressing. So right. what, what are your tips? How do you stage that for somebody? You know, it kind of depends if somebody is, because let's be honest, Dan, not everybody's willing to track everything they eat like you or like me. And and I don't always do it, but I do it a large percentage of the time, um, building or cutting. So let me ask you this. Should we, should we talk about in the context of someone who does want to measure calories and track or someone who needs to sort of just improve their habits or what would you think or, would be the or best? Or both, but I think, I think <laughs> measuring how much you eat is almost a must at the beginning. Okay, so that's, there's the bad news. you got to track this, guys. Yeah, you just, yeah. you just got to track it. If you really want to get to your goals, um, what's interesting is, uh, and I say this from you know, my clients, it's a little rough at the beginning because it's just a new thing you're doing, like anything in life, but you get used to it pretty quick it's not that bad um if you want to know how to track this stuff uh you know you you can read my my free book uh if you opt in at davidshawn.co um the best thing that people starting out can do is to just get some parameters i think and the reason i say that is that i have to approach it in a way of what would i do when a client comes to me where do i start with them and so what I like to do is, one, I like to take them through a building phase. So I make them, I make them sign up for a year program. I don't do these 90-day stuff. And so in that context, if, you, if you're patient and you'll, you'll give yourself, whether you're getting coached or whether you're just doing it yourself, if you'll be patient and have like a year mindset and a long-term mindset, you can, you can start to fix yourself now. But if you're trying to fix it in 90 days, you're probably just in your cut, 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 go hurt your metabolism. I would say, you know, start out by figuring out what you've been eating every day. And if you can find out what your calories you've been eating every day is and you know what your body weight is, you kind of have a parameter. So I'll start, let's say I start someone out at 2,500 calories and let's say even like an obese person. That gets a little bit more tricky. But if I start them out at 2,500 and I'll say, well, just follow this each day. And then I want you to tell me over the next week or two, are you accumulating more hunger or are you feeling like you're eating a lot of food? That's for people that haven't tracked anything. And so if they tell me at 2,500 they're getting more hungry every day, I know that they've, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah they've, they've been taking in maybe 3,000. Right, right, you know? right. Now, if they, but it, it's surprising. Sometimes people that, you know, carry a lot of body mass, sometimes they don't have the greatest metabolism. Sometimes maybe that 25, let's say they weigh 300 pounds, you know, um, put them at that 2,500 calorie mark. A lot of times they'll be like, this is a lot of food. I can't eat it. And so then, then you kind of got to dig in and figure out why is their metabolism kind of sluggish. 
And you might be a person with a high metabolism, naturally. You might be medium. You might be a little bit lower metabolism. But don't focus on that. Focus on the things that you can do to control what your outcome is going to be, like building up your basal metabolic rate through adding more lean tissue. Just talk about that, the, the pie diagram of the pie chart. Of oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of different diagrams out there, but... Um, yeah, I think a pie would be the best to like do yeah, a little error. Yeah. Like, okay, so um, there's four ways that we burn calories, um, four basic ways. Um, there's the thermic effect of food. So we, we eat food, and it takes actual calories to break that down and assimilate it. So about 10% of the calories we burn each day are from the thermic effect of food. Now, the other ways we burn calories, it's called the NEAT effect, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That is, like if you see me kind of, you know, move my hands or something uh, like that, Dan still, he doesn't like, he doesn't move around a lot. He's like, he's, he's calm and he's so chill, I'm all moving around. See, this is, the, this is non-exercise I was activity. just thinking I should probably be Thermogenesis, right? To burn so there's that. Um, and, and then there's the actual calories that you burn from your workouts. And a lot of times that's maybe 10 to 15% of the total calories for the day. People think the treadmill stuff is helping. Right. But 70%, check this out, and it's, just, it's not every time exactly like this, but if you average most, most people out, this is probably what it would look like. About 70% of the calories you burn every day are from your basal metabolic rate, meaning when you're just sitting there. So if you burned 2,000 calories in a day, that means 1,400 of those calories were burned from you just sitting there. Um, and so that's the thing you want to build. So it's this much. Oh, that's a pie chart, right? So like this much of the pie chart is your BMR. And, and then all those other three things are like a little part. They're like about 30%. So I always say play in the big leagues. Stay in the part where 70% of the calories you burn every day from your basal metabolic rate. And if you can build that basal metabolic rate and not worry about those other little slivers of the pie, you're going to lean out naturally. So double your muscle mass and you will eventually lean out naturally. So all the people that are walking around that you see at your gym that are like, oh, it's so easy for them to stay lean or it's their metabolism. Well, that's true sometimes. But it also could be that that person just slowly accumulated strength and muscle over the years and eventually they just kind of leaned out naturally. And that's what you hear some of the top people say. That's why bodybuilders, unless they do a big active building phase, they're going to stay pretty lean in their off-season, too. And the same goes for you, whether you're a bodybuilder or just a person that wants to be fit. Keep adding that lean muscle tissue. Do your best with your nutrition. Study and do all these things. But just keep adding that muscle tissue, and eventually it'll lean out naturally. So the common objection that you typically hear is, uh, for women, I don't want to get bulky, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to get bulky. Right. Who, what percent get bulky? Well, I work with some of the top women competitors in the world, actually, and even they don't really get bulky. I think some women would say, well, that's a little more muscle than I want, but at the same time, like, she does look pretty good, you know what I mean? So when you think of that bulky look, um, what you've got to realize is that strength training and lifting heavy for women, it's not going to make you bulky, but here's what it will do. It will give you uh, a flatter stomach. And it will, give, it will give you some lifted glutes. Women always want to work on their butt. I hear that all the time. And, and, it, will, and it will give you those little, you know, the little kind of shoulder pad that gets you a little bit of like a, uh, a little separation on the deltoid. So if you're, if you're a woman and you want to lift heavy and you want to build muscle, what it's going to do is define your shoulders, flatten your stomach, and lift your glutes. And I don't think too many women would complain about those three things happening. You know what I mean? Talk about the type of fats. We're not talking about McDonald's. 
Fats. Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I get most of my fats and my clients. Um, we, we try to stay away from processed foods, but I do have tools to where people can use uh, flexible dieting. But when I say fats, I'm saying get your fats from sources like olive oils or nuts. If it's like a fatty meat or something like that, but I'm definitely not saying that you should because um, that there that could be taken as well. He said you got to get fat. Let's right. get some fast food, right? right. So I got to be careful with my terminology sometimes, but uh, yeah, definitely not saying that you should eat processed foods, um, you know, Oreos, stuff like that. Um, but you definitely need twenty five percent, at least twenty five percent of your calories from fats, or it will start to hurt your metabolism. So, you know, if you're coming into a situation where you want to get super lean, the last few weeks before that leanest date, if your fats drop a little bit below that, that's not a bad thing. But you don't want to keep it there for more than four weeks. That sense. Uh, so one more question and we'll get to the exercise but mm-hmm. the I hear a lot of people say oh I have a wedding to go to or I have a event I want to go to and it's in six weeks and then they go on this crash diet right right is that healthy is that a good right. approach what do you recommend for somebody who's it's pretty close to an event that they have to it's funny usually when I answer these questions I will think of the most recent conversation <laughs> I had about it so the other day I was talking to my chiropractor and uh, he asked me he said hey I'm laying on the table getting ready to get adjusted. He said, hey, what's the... And he's a pretty fit guy, but just not... He might be on a biome-feeding scale. He's probably 10 to 12% body fat, but he wants to get down to 5 or 6 and get peeled. And he said, what's what's the quickest anybody's ever got a six-pack? And I said, well... I said, you know, the way you ask that question concerns me a little bit. Um, I recommended, you know, do a building phase first. Um, and then you'll cut better. And he said, well, I got, you know... It's, you know, the warm weather's coming up. He wants to do it now. I don't have time for a building phase. So what I told him was, look, you can reduce your calorie intake. You can be smart about the way you split up your macros. But, you know, what I told him was, if you do a cut phase now, your BMR will be reduced because he's already been kind of dieting for a while. So my advice is, if you got to do it, it's going to be hard if you don't have a great metabolism at the beginning. But you can do it. But just don't prejudge what being lean is like from a situation where the metabolism wasn't really that great at the beginning because the the people that have been dieting and their BMR slow down a little bit and then they further do that those are the ones that say I'm never going to try to get lean again this is a terrible life so if you if that's happened to you or you know someone who's like you know I'm not going to ever diet again because it's terrible and yeah I looked like that but I felt miserable a lot of times that's because at the beginning of that cut cycle they didn't have a great BMR. So if you got to go on a cruise or you got a wedding, do what you got to do if you need to lean out. Um, but just know that it doesn't have to be that painful and know what situation you're putting yourself in. I don't know of a better way to explain yeah, it. But yeah. just, I, it, it, it like breaks my heart when I see someone go, I did that once and I'm never doing it again. And they, it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be that hard. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com. And remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.